It's time to get to work. This is Digging Deeper with West Track. This is part two of West Track's three-part safety in construction podcast. It stemmed from a webinar held recently in which a panel of industry experts came together to discuss the factors contributing to and impacting safety. The panel included Westrack's Customer Performance Manager and webinar host Gaston Chan, as well as Technology and Solutions Manager Nakia Brewer. They were joined by Caterpillar Operational Risk Consultant Jenny Krasny and Daracon Divisional Manager Plant and Transport Corey Hay. In this part two of the podcast, the panel covers equipment, data and the vital importance of appropriate analysis to turn that data into informed and effective decisions. Kia, uh, you, you, you've been part of this industry, you've seen in mining, construction, all these you know, things that uh, have, have developed and, and improvements. Um, from your position, can you explain how things have evolved in um, you know, recent years? Yeah, I sure can. And it's probably just uh, directly in line with some of the things that Corey mentioned. So I think, you know, at its broadest concept, I think, you know, if we look back to the last five years, the Caterpillar business and the Westrack business, we've kind of changed the way in which we design our machines in, re- in relation to what comes first from, a, from a, an importance perspective. So talk about Cor- Corey mentioned our vision systems and our 360 degree, degree cameras. So if you take yourself back potentially seven years, they were niceties. They were things that, you know, potentially people would tick on a price page, you know, if, if the capital was there to do that. Now those integrated technologies are actually barriers to selling the machine. So if we look at some of the civil construction contracts and, and you know, some of the requirements that potentially some of um, Daricon's clients have, um, they actually required to have technology like that on the machine. So number one, it's probably the integration of the technology itself. Number two, um, in the construction sector specifically, I would suggest that it's some of the advancements with the 3D grade control technology. So 3D grade control itself was originally designed as for a purpose to help an operator dig more efficiently. But you know, via virtue of osmosis, more than anything, um, that technology has now lent itself into essentially a safety system. So if we look at some of the, the features of the CAT grade control system with e-fence and payload avoidance, you know, that was originally designed to satisfy a production or an efficiency problem, and it solved a safety problem in the same circumstance. So um, there are two examples I could give. So number one, integration of the technology, and number two, some happy coincidences out of the development of the technology that had a safety correlation. That would be the two I could. I think that's a good point, that yeah. uh, noting that certainly CAT were early adopters of that integrated technology. Yeah. So we removed the risk of an operator having to remove the GPS hats and take them with them, put them in their car and drop them on the ground. We removed that uh, and certainly the CAT machinery was the first machinery that adopted such technology and drove that competitive advantage in that marketplace. So certainly from our perspective, it was talked about at board level as to what we're going to invest in, how we're going to invest in it and noting that the CAT machinery had that integrated technology to start with, which we saw we were pretty early adopters um, of that technology, the Duracron group were, uh, and to see that integrated function uh, it definitely became part of the boardroom discussion when it came to capital outlay. And I know that, you know, the, the requirements from our customers in Australia, you know, we are pushing the benchmark in terms of safety, technology and all those things. I mean, I, I look at those things now that were only ideas that Caterpillar put on those machines and you've really, I suppose, the customer, the feedback has made it always, all the way back to Caterpillar. and everything's pretty much standard now uh, yep. because it's been driven by the customer's requirements. Yeah, correct. 
So I asked our survey team today, so our survey team is probably a quarter of the size it was 20 years ago. Mm. Um, the, the technology adoption has, has enabled that, um, much to, I guess, they have a different view of that than what I do, I suppose, but certainly, um, I said to, the, said to the team today uh, that I was coming in here to talk to you guys, and would they, uh, would I buy a machine without 3D Accurate or some form of integrated technology? And I said, no way, why would you do that? Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. It's just even better. And these are the guys that have probably seen the most downside of, of such uh, technology take-up. You're listening to Digging Deeper with Westrack. Data collection and analysis obviously plays a big role in helping us understand and address risk. I suppose what sort of innovations are we seeing in that area? Um, I suppose firstly, like why is data collection important? I'd love to start on that one because it's a, it's a key topic that I'm actually genuinely interested in. So, I mean, Data, data informs the, the content to make a decision, right? So if we're not making decisions based on data and making them on emotion, you know, the outcome's typically a negative outcome. So um, from a trends perspective, I see that, you know, moving forward, the advancements in connectivity are going to be a, a key driver for some changes in the, in the construction sector, uh, specifically 5G technology and some of the, some of the advancements that brings. Um, as well as the analytical power. So we're starting to see now in the construction space, and Jenny will probably um, have some comments on this as well as in the mining space, the utilization of, uh, of AI and machine learning is starting to do things that we never thought we could actually do with the data. So when you look at uh, data through a human lens, we can only process so much because we're a human. You give that to a million humans doing a million things at once, which is essentially what machine learning does, you get actionable insights that we didn't previously have. I was going to add, absolutely. Data gives us something that we otherwise would not be able to see. And it's quite interesting that once upon a time, we, we might have come from a context where it's really easy to point the finger and blame people for particular results. But the beauty of the analytics and, and lots of things being measured now, we can measure the health of the equipment, we can measure the utilization of the equipment, we can measure the availability of the equipment, we can measure how it's been used as well. Is there some rough and tumble going on? How is the operator trained? all those sort of things. So now we can pinpoint a number of factors that are contributing to the success and the safety of the equipment. So one example that uh, Key and I have worked on is the installing of the driver safety system on many of the forward facing and forward moving vehicles. Yes, the technology is targeted at reducing the risk of extended eye closure, also known as fatigue, getting in the way of people being safe at work. But what we're able to now pinpoint is what are the things contributing to what's going on behind the wheel? We can measure or we can assess whether it is the in-cab conditions. Is it too hot? Is it too dusty? We can have a look in what's happening in the environment. All vehicles have GPS now. So we can see, is there something contributing into the environment that's actually having an impact on the operator and them wanting to close their eyes a lot? We can also determine, is it something within the vehicle? Is it the suspension? Is it the struts? Is it the air conditioning system that's getting in the way? We can also then determine, how is the system being utilized by the operator? Are they trying to cover it? Are they trying to do things? Which for me as the psychologist in the room, flags that there's an opportunity for some work around culture, trust, transparency, and data, data revelation. So Corey, um, with that, I mean, there's a lot there involved. They've talked about, you know, DSS and I mean, that's 
somewhat in the mining space heavily utilize that and i know some of these things you know do filter down through to the construction machines and i suppose in the construction space corey like what do you take from that and how are you using like the data to help Daricon make decisions around safety. Those points on machine health are absolutely critical for us and it helps drive our investment decisions. So it gives us whole of life cost analysis. We can then look at a, a cultural perspective. Is machine idling too long? Why is it idling so much? Do we have a problem at the work site with how the work's being performed, with how the work's set up, uh, with the method that we've deployed to construct? We start looking at, at all those options and that'll generally uh, involve a, a conversation with the site. Can we be better, smarter? Can we be faster? So to be able to get those analytics out of the machines uh, remotely um, certainly generates some improvements within our business. Uh, if a machine's idling away, not only is it contributing to um, carbon emission, but is it the best use of that piece of plant? Does it need to be on that site? If we're only using it you know, four hours a day, can we do it, use another machine and remove that machine from site, giving less machines, less people, less opportunity for interaction? And, and how do you find the, the people, I mean, uh, we've had somewhat that data available to us for a while now, but I'm sure we're getting smarter in how we use it. You know, it comes around the analysis aspect of it. Um, how have the people at the, the coalface taken that information? I think historically has been a, um, particularly with the, the GPS location and, and um, those types of technologies, it's always been a big brother uh, type thought. You can see where I am and you know what my machine's doing and why are you doing this? So the, I, I genuinely believe the mindset has shifted. Uh, we have operators ring us up and say, hey, my machine doesn't feel right. Can you just check how much fuel it's consuming? Or um, can you check, what, is it, what was the last ore sample like? Um, so we're starting to have those probably in the last sort of five to six years. Uh, I think it probably coincides with a bit of generational change as well with younger operators coming on board and um, some of the more experienced guys, you know, wandering off into retirement. But you know, for me, uh, running a, 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 or heading up a plant and transport business where we have guys who are on the coalface operating those machines, actively wanting to be involved in improving the outcomes of their machines, uh, allows us early intervention, uh, a scheduled maintenance event is certainly a lot more cost effective and uh, a lot safer to perform than an unplanned one in the middle of a paddock with no, you know, no facilities around it. So certainly to have that adoption from our operator group, feeding that information back, that's certainly a big positive that I've noticed come through. I was going to add to that, um, many of my customers, whether it's construction or mining, have used data, whether it's from the equipment, whether it's from site, whether it's the physical data or fatigue related data, incorporate that into toolbox talks, yeah. incorporate that into a return to work if it's a extend, you know, distant contractor or a mining customer. And so monthly, uh, there is something that is shared and data speaks. You know, once upon a time, we'd have a toolbox talk and you'd hope that you get to that person in the room that you really want to hear the message and they wouldn't hear the message. But then you put data on the table and say, here are the trends. This is what's happening on the first shift versus last shift on Friday at knockoff time versus Monday when you check in. Suddenly people notice because now it's visible. It's harder to, to hide. It's easier to engage yep. and resolve it. I'd also add to that that, you know, I think there's also been a paradigm change in the way we communicate that data. So if you go back seven years ago, you know, there might be a conversation that data was primarily used as a punishment, yeah. you know, yeah. only emphasizing the bad. And I think we've done significantly better as a civilization in the last five years of actually emphasizing the good and concepts are like gamification. So we, you know, our machines measure so much productivity data today. If you structure that data in the right manner and you give it to the operators, you can get 
better output out of operators because you can gamify it and they start competing with each other in yeah. a safe manner, of course. But yeah, it's just virtue of human nature. So that's, yeah. a, again, it's an interesting one that I've sort of seen play out over the last five yeah. years. I think that's a good point on yeah. the way the data is shared yeah. and the message behind that. That's probably contributed significantly mm. to the way it's been received, yeah. to be honest. I think, um, I think a, a position of, I have this data and you're doing something wrong, we need to have a chat about that versus I have this data, it doesn't look right. What's happening on your site? Talk me through that. Again, extracting that voice. Uh, and that's when you'll get your improvements. But certainly I think that's a good point on how it's actually, um, how it's actually discussed. That wraps up part two of this three-part safety in construction podcast. And as Jenny Krasny highlighted, the beauty of effective analytics is that we can understand not just what happened, but the factors that contributed to why. And that opens the way to mitigate a lot of risk through improved process and technology solutions. In the final third part of this podcast series, we look at some specific examples of processes and technologies being put into place to address safety performance. It's time to knock off for another episode of Digging Deeper with Westrack. For more episodes, head over to westrack.com.au.